Yeah, it's so good. It's so bad that it's good. That is the wrong answer, actually. <laughs> it's just a wild romp. I am feeling this. Yeah, yeah, yeah! All of them! What are you talking yourself into? I'm trying to talk myself into that. This is what this podcast is for. We're also trying to talk you into it. Welcome to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends tries to talk each other into liking what we like. This week is Black Mirror. Cha-cha. My name is Jeff, and in seventh grade art class, a friend and I got detention because we refused to stop singing the theme song for the then new animated program, Pokemon. Thanks, Mrs. Shapiro. My name is Jimmy, and I was offered drugs by an elderly gentleman in Washington Square Park, and after declining... He told me to have a pleasant evening. My name is Dan, and my AOL Instant Messenger screen name was The Rejected Kid 16. Oh, that's I forgot awesome. about that. Uh, my first one was NSALM 2000. NSALM. Which stood for... <laughs> name, sex, age, location. So, uh, backstory. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, my good friend Dante and I, we were a little weird owls of ourselves. And we tried to make a parody band and we were oh, making you parody weird Al songs. It's bad. That were parodies. We were going to parody NSYNC songs and boy band songs. <laughs> and the theme of it was that the songs somehow got messed up in like a laboratory. So it was called <laughs> NSYNC, a laboratory mistake. And it's a and that was your AOL account. <laughs> Jeff's turning purple from laughter. That's the dumbest it's thing so I ever heard. Loud, 19 years later is the most cringy thing I've ever said. That's what happens when two friends who are like-minded don't discuss their ideas with anyone else. They just like like a petri dish. Yeah, my second name, because we each had our own individual names, his... His was Milkman because he always drank milk and nothing else. And, oh, my, Dante. and mine was the Weirdness 2K3 because that oh, was yeah, my name. Oh, yeah, that's what it was when I knew you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Some people listening to this probably weren't even born in 2003. Mine was uh, Sonic Fan JCF. Oh, yeah. You, you had AIM? Yeah. You must have been right at the tail end of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just ended. Yeah. I was using AIM until last yeah, year. Yeah, but no, <laughs> it was emotionally over a long time oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I don't think we have any reviews, ratings, anything like that, do we? Don't if think we so. do, we didn't check. Yeah. So you should leave them. <laughs> and we won't check again next week. Yeah. It happens literally every episode. We always forget to check. Uh, but anyways, subscribe, rate, and view, review. You don't want to miss a moment of this. I mean, in the last episode, I sang the Beetleborgs theme song. We don't have official reviews, but I did hear from two people named Brian uh, oh, that yeah. they were listening and they liked the show. Those Brian's. That makes three, including Dan's dad, who only rated us four out of five oh, stars. Yeah. They're our main demographic. So, talk, talk me, me into, into Brian's. A podcast for Brian's. Thanks, Brian's. So this is the part of the show where we're talking about what we're talking ourselves into. It could be self-care, self-help. could be a piece of media that you're interested in, but giving it a try. I thought you were going to say it could be a piece of meat that you're interested in. It's also very possible. Chorzio. I've been talking myself into tri-tip. <laughs> so this week is quite possibly my biggest talking myself into. Ooh. Uh-oh. This week, I'm talking myself into... Accepting my adulthood. Oh, no. You've hit that age, yeah. huh? So a few I thought weeks you had ago, a few more years in you. Oh, I wish I did. A few weeks ago, I went to my best friend's wedding. And the movies? No, okay. not the movie. But, uh, you know, when I was there, I was realizing more and more people are getting married, getting engaged. Uh, I did it. Engaged. It's pretty Jeff cool. did it. It's cool yep. so far. I'm liking it. Oh, that's good. Have I'm they started having you. kids yet? Wait until you hit that milestone. Oh, yes. That's where I'm also going. There's also a lot of people that I know that are either pregnant, having babies, have already squirted them out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think I'm just at that point where 
I need I don't need to be upset about that anymore. I have to just be like, you know, I'm at that age. I'm okay with it. Just embrace the fact that you're a dad bod. Oh, I've been a dad bod for quite a while. Just wait till but, your uh, hairline starts receding and then what you do have left starts turning gray and then your wife says, "It's shiny." <laughs> Spoken from experience. <laughs> I'm sure that just came off the top of the head. Well, like Jim, I think once you stop fighting that battle to stay young and relevant and you just give in to the armchair of life, yeah. you're going to be a lot happier. I think that's where I'm at right now. So Jeff and I have done it. We're in our yeah. 30s. Yep. It's fun to mop floors and go grocery shopping. <laughs> just accept it, right, Jeff? It's what I do now. Yeah. Yeah. It's my hobby. Light a candle, cross oh, your legs in an armchair, and now. read yeah. the newspaper. Sip some hot tea. Yeah. I mean, you're already halfway there. <laughs> So, yes, that's what I talked myself into this week. Dan, what are you talking yourself into this week? I'm talking myself into a piece of media that... I thought you were going to say a piece of meat. Yeah. I was going to suggest the tri-tip. You're close (laughs) because I'm talking myself into a reality television show. Of course you are. You're going to like this one, though, Jeff. You're going to like it. Not another one. I think I know what this is. On three. One, two, three. The The Butcher. Butcher. Yes. Knew it. I actually Snapchatted this to Jeff. I'm sure he hasn't watched it. I don't. Rem- I yeah. watch your Snapchats, but I don't remember a gosh dang thing about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a new reality show on the History Channel. Don't know why. It's not mm-hmm. history, but apparently, yep. I mean, there were butchers in history. It's if basically Forged and Fire, but it's for butchers. Exactly. It's yeah. even set up the same way. It's clearly the same producers or creative mm-hmm. team. Jeff, you're going to love this show if you check it out. Will I? You will. It's four butchers. I'm in so far. Very skilled at their profession. I'm in so far. Round one, they're given whole animals that they have to break down. I like this. As fast as possible uh, you know. while still maintaining quality. I mean, yeah. Into individual cuts. Out of those four, three move on. The one who has the least amount of acceptable cuts gets sent home. Round two is the accuracy challenge. With only the use of knives, no scales, nothing like that, no measuring tools, you are required to reproduce specific weighted cuts, like a pound of ground beef, three pounds of bacon, things like that, only by eye. So you're going up and you're trying to meet these requirements. You're losing me. Why? That's It just awesome. doesn't seem like entertainment. Oh, it's entertaining as hell. These people are skilled. They know their craft. I, I appreciate the skill, but watching it on a TV weekly Jeff, or you whatever. you and I have paid see- money to see butchers at work. We've taken butchery classes. But that's to learn a skill that I've never used since taking that class. It was still fun. Yeah, it was. No satail. <laughs> no satail pig butchery. But so he made a meal out of every piece. And It's coming, Jeff. It's coming. But do you get to eat the meal? I would pay to see it in real life because I get to eat those hot I, out the oil cracklings. I taste it with my mind's tongue. No, that's not enough. So round three, the remaining two butchers are presented the meet the meat challenge. Meet the monster. It's a weird animal. So far, there's been two episodes. Episode one was a whole alligator. Okay. Mm-hmm. Episode two was actually multiple smaller invasive species. They had a boa constrictor. They had a nutria. And they had... Are you naming Pokemon? Yes. <laughs> no, they're... Inv- nutria is like a little rat. Yeah. It's, it's like a, a water swamp rat. rat. Yeah. And the third one, I don't remember what it was, but yeah. They had, oh, some like iguana or something. And they had to break them down, not knowing about these types of animals and make the cuts of meat like as valuable as possible. So they're like making sausage out of it. They're cutting steaks. They're doing things that they think will be like more valuable. Who And then the judges cook some of them. They judge the cuts and whoever has the most valuable parts on the table wins. $10,000. I'd watch one episode, but I guarantee I'll never watch a second one. Well, that's I, why I'm I don't not, want, I'm just not like talking going, you into it. I know, I'm talking but like, myself into it. It sounds intriguing enough to watch an episode. It's super fun. It's another one of, I mean, it hits me in two spots that I love. Number one, <laughs> reality shows about people with skills. Yep. And number two, food. Yep. No, I saw it um, and I knew exactly that it would be right up your alley. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's not bad. I didn't, I didn't mind it. Jeff, what are you talking yourself into? This is thematic with Jimmy's. Uh, I've been talking myself into budgeting. Oh, yeah, you got to do good. it. Yeah. So I one of one of the biggest expenses that I can control um, is what I eat. Now, you may not think so with my bag of Burger King sitting next <laughs> to me, 
But um, over the last three weeks, this was the first time I had fast food or ate out at all. That's good. Yeah. So, I mean, I, last night, the wife and I got some fried chicken because we were, we were traveling. It's not the first. <laughs> it's it's the second, but like personally, because like usually that was every, so quick. every day for lunch, I'll like go out and get something because like, yeah, don't get me wrong. I love to cook. Mm-hmm. Love it. It's great. Me too. But I don't do it every single day. You also love to eat takeout. But yeah, I also love to eat good food. I live in a urban area where Uber Eats could bring me any kind of food I want in a reasonable amount of time for not a reasonable cost. And <laughs> I use it frequently. Same. If I want poke, guess what? In seven minutes, I could have it, but it's going to cost me $16. You're a real Pokemon. I am. <laughs> so it's just like uh, we go grocery shopping, make all my lunches, all my breakfast. There you go. Making dinners, eating a lot of leftovers. And it's it hasn't impacted me at all. I don't miss the gross food. I just ate this Burger King and I was like, oh, yeah, it costs five bucks, but it's vile. Yeah, yeah. dude. It's disgusting. Yeah. I haven't had fast food like that, like Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's in like months and months and months. And I do not miss it. And yeah. like, I'm not I'm not a health guy. I'll eat healthy food, but I'll also F me up some bad greasy stuff. too. Wait, are you telling me that Jeff, the man who ate nothing but chili cheese dogs every time I saw him for months is not a health food guy? <laughs> that was just timing. But I, I mean, yeah. at the grocery store, I did buy several packs of hot dogs. There you go. I love hot, yeah. and I bought chili. Oh, I'm I got my do own that chili. Too. I got to get some hot dogs. I recently got you a starting uh, the chili dog only diet. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to Jeff. I was recently gifted an instant pot, so there's just going to be so much more cheap food coming my way. Noise. That's just one part of the budgeting, but yeah. that's the part that's interesting. Yeah, I'm proud of you, Jeff, because for the longest time, the majority of our friendship, I would say, without exaggeration, more than fifty percent of your meals, like consummation of food was done from takeout yeah it's great which is kind of funny too because jeff as we've known for a long time is very frugal he will spend money on food though that's That's, true that's my vice yeah Yeah. mine too i mean i just i just blew like 40 bucks at a restaurant last night so i'm not gonna say yeah yeah and the the hardest part is uh cutting the pizza out when i drive home when i could smell Uh, the world's best pizza at my doorstep i know yeah, what I can tell you, though, is you'll feel a lot less guilty about spending money on food if you do it less frequently. So I I eat, like, my lunches, I make them, and I make dinner all through the week. And then on the weekend, I do whatever I want, and I don't feel guilty about well, it. Well, that's the thing. Just by cutting out going to lunch, if I'm spending $10 average on lunch, yeah, it's $50, $50 a, week. a week, that's $200 a month. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be spending that. We're, we're, we're fine. We're, we're doing well. But I could be doing better. It's true. I could be putting that money towards other things like better food. Yeah. I say huzzah. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Thank you. Excelsior. Black Mirror is a television program that originally was aired on Channel 4 in the UK. Yeah. And it is like a modern-day Twilight Zone with a technological twist. Every episode has to deal with how technology affects our lives today or in the near future. Yeah, I didn't didn't realize that. Yeah. It amplifies it a little bit. I don't think any of these are, like, super realistic, but some of them are like, eh, it could happen. No, but they're exaggerated to show you how silly some things are. Telemessage, yeah. Yeah, um, the... I believe it started in 2011. That sounds about right. Yeah, 2011. Um, my How I got into it was uh, our friend Adam kept telling me at this time, you got to watch Black Mirror. You got to watch Black Mirror. Mm. At this time. He talked you into it. He did. Um, season two uh, had just finished. Yeah. And the first two seasons are only three episodes each. Mm-hmm. So it's, Very short. Uh, yeah, in classic British fashion. Um, at the time, they weren't streaming, so I obtained them on the internet. And uh, I really like the episodes. And then they came out with a, a special, like, uh, Christmas-style episode mm-hmm. um, featuring a favorite of Dan's, John Hamm. And, yeah, yeah, that was also for Channel 4. And then um, then it took a couple years off. It jumped over to Netflix for yes. uh, 
season three and four. And then we had a interactive movie. They were playing with technology uh, as well, bringing breaking the fourth wall extremely. I haven't seen that yet. Is it good? And, uh, maybe, maybe we'll. I'll talk you into it, Jim. Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, what is it called? Balderdash. Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. And uh, I was close. We just found today. We are recording <laughs> on uh, June third, and season five drops on June fifth. Oh. Um, so that that's a brief history, and there's a total of twenty one episodes, including the two specials. So mm-hmm. it's it's not a, a huge investment. Um, Jimmy, how did you get into Black Mirror? Uh, I think just multiple people telling me it was good. Uh, this guy, Pete, that I used to work with, I think he was telling me that it was uh, a show that he really liked. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to give it a shot. Hi, Pete. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he listened to this. I haven't talked to him in a couple of years. I'm just trying out new catchphrases. <laughs> Might be my new one. I'm going to start Hi, out every Pete. episode. Hi, Pete. <laughs> um, so I was like, you know, I'll give it a watch. And uh, I did. And I think it was only the first two seasons were on Netflix at the time. I think it's before they started right. uh, producing them. Yeah, they, but they, it did, was they did go Netflix. up on Netflix um, yeah. before they started new episodes. Yeah. So I watched the first two seasons and that, oh man, that first episode where, um, I don't know if we should spoil it or anything because we're not, we're not actually, don't. we're not actually talking about it, but there's kind of yeah, a Yeah, but twist. I might watch it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's very, um. It's very adult oriented. Um, yeah, it's, unlike, it's called uh, the national anthem. Yeah, a lot episode. of a lot of times it gets compared to Twilight Zone, rightfully so. Um, I think it it should. Um, there's swear words. There's some uh, graphic language and yeah. imagery, uh, and they pull it off. Whereas uh, the new Twilight Zone might not necessarily pull it off. They do because they're not the Twilight Zone. They're just Black Mirror. They're their own thing. Mm-hmm. They don't have to live up to any expectations. Yeah. So um, I think. As we said uh, in the previous episode, Jeff and I picked four episodes, one from each season. And uh, I have a brief description of every episode, but I don't really want to give away the twist or what it uh, what it is. Yeah, spoiler free, please. Uh, yes. Can I give you guys a little background of where I'm oh, at sure. with Black Yeah, Mirror? you can. I was going to ask you, but go ahead. Absolutely. So I have not seen one episode, one moment of Black Mirror, but I have been exposed to it because all my friends watch Black Mirror and like it. And they've been telling me to check it out for a while. So I want to check it out. And uh, I think we'll get into this a little bit more in a minute. But I did hear a spoiler-free podcast uh, from NPR talking about Black Mirror and what they liked about it. And one of the episodes they mentioned was starring... Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard. So Mm -hmm. that was one that I requested from you guys that we watch because I just had heard a little bit about it, heard it was really good, and I wanted to check that out. So... So tell me some more about the episodes you're going to have me watch. All right. So uh, Jeff and I were kind of going back and forth on some episodes, but um, we'll probably give those as honorable mentions. If you want to watch them, go ahead. I say watch them all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. But um, so our first episode is the entire history of you. I believe that's the one that I picked. Um, in the near future, everyone has access to a memory implant that records everything humans do, see, and hear. And you can probably guess where that uh, goes negatively. So your own implant tells you what everyone does or just your own just life? Just your own, I believe. Oh, so it's basically total recall, like perfect memory. Yeah, you can you can access uh, old memories. And it is the first time I saw the 13th Doctor, Jodie Whittaker. Oh, she's in that? She is in this episode, Jimmy. I didn't know. It's been quite a while since I've seen that. So, Jeff, what's our second episode? Our second episode from season two is episode two, and it is called White Bear. And it follows uh, Lenora Critchlow, uh, the actress. She was in a show that I used to watch called Being Human. Uh, the UK one, not the US remake. <laughs> <laughs> um, it follows a, her character who is suffering from amnesia. And she is in this town, and she doesn't really know what's going on. And uh, you will take that journey with her. It is quite shocking. Yeah, I don't remember that episode quite much. Neither did she. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're funny. What a bunch of weirdos. It's so meta. So this is the episode that Dan requested called Nosedive. Uh, Jimmy and I were going, I told Jimmy, send me an episode from each season, and I'll do the same. Yeah. We will compare. If there's any ones that we both pick, that's a sure one. Uh, Jimmy suggested no d- nosedive. Yes. I talked him into changing that to playtest. Um, <laughs> nosedive is a great episode, but I think yep. playtest, um, 
has a little more horror in it. Yes. And it shows a, another side of Black Mirror that Nosedive doesn't. But Nosedive is a great episode. And then Dan, almost at the same time, texts us saying, <laughs> It was hey, like could five we, minutes later. Can we watch Nosedive? And I was like, okay. I didn't. I didn't know the title. I was just like, can we watch this one with Bryce Dallas Howard? Yeah. So the uh, premise of this episode is a woman desperate to boost her social media score hits the jackpot when she's invited to a swanky wedding. But the trip doesn't go as planned. Um, I also wrote down play test as our honorable mention for that season. So if you if you like watching it, go ahead. Season four, we picked one uh, specifically tailored to Dan. Yes, um, there's there's great episodes throughout this whole show. I don't think there's one that I would say is terrible. Um, but this one is the first episode of season four, USS Callister, where it takes place in a Star Trek like world yes oh i've seen images from this this is the one with the guy from fargo yes yes yeah i do want to see that I jesse Plemons. That. yeah yeah i forgot that was an episode of black mirror it's meth damon meth damon yeah, yeah he's in breaking bad oh, yeah, 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 and yeah, it yeah. kind of <laughs> looks like matt damon a little yeah. bit um yeah so those are the four we picked mm-hmm. um we didn't pick no john ham episode we didn't pick that because i feel like i think you will be talked into it and you will It'll be enjoying the john ham episode <laughs> yeah and we also didn't pick bandersnatch because that's it's not indicative it's of what thing. the show is yeah it's very cool um it's a new way to watch tv like they developed new technology to make that episode yeah I've heard so a instead bit about of that. doing a season five they made that movie mm-hmm. and then went and did a shorter season five because they use up their budget creating technology um yes. i do have to say i'm very excited about this this is one that i actually suggested that you guys talk me into yep and uh i'm also excited that season five i guess they're still calling it season five yeah it's season yeah, five yeah. it's three it's dropping episodes. soon because uh if I am talked into it, I will definitely be watching the Miley Cyrus one because I am a Smilers. I don't know why I like her, but I do. That's true, actually. Oh, it, Dan was going through a pretty hard Miley Cyrus phase. For she has a quite new song now that came from my Spotify trending I, playlist. Yeah, I don't really care about her music. I'm more there for her personality. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, it's just true. It's just true. Okay. So, when we come back. Uh, we highly recommend you watch those four episodes. Watch more if you feel so inclined. Because I imagine these are going to be heavily spoiled. Yes. And that this type of show, you will not want to be spoiled if you haven't seen them. Correct. Or, or care yes. to see not them. Not all of them have twists, but they are, they're, they're all journeys. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So watch those four episodes. They are titled The Entire History of You, White Bear, Nosedive. And USS Callister. And it's all available on Netflix, even the original ones that yes. aired on the BBC. They're all available. For some reason on Netflix, they're in reverse order. I don't know why they do that. Oh, so here's another question I have. Is this um, structured entirely serialistically? Yes. Or the opposite of serialistically? No. They're, Episodic? It, it, it's anthology. So every yeah. every episode is individual of its there, own. There's no connection? No, no. connection. The, there's one episode at the end of season four or five that has like Easter eggs. Um, but that's just a cool thing for people. Do they watching. exist in the same universe? Is there reference to other things from no. the episodes? If if there are, they're only small Easter eggs. I've never noticed. Th- that. There's <laughs> nothing. There's nothing connecting. There's no like. Okay. So just like the Twilight Zone. It's like the Cloverfield yeah. movies. They have some things in there that are connected. Okay. I'm excited to start. So when we come back, watch those episodes. We will spoil a lot of episodes of Black Mirror. But if they have already watched it, it won't be spoiled because they'd have seen it. Goodbye. Okay, fellas. (laughs) Always. (laughs) Uh, It's a a new one. We spent some time apart since the last segment and we watched some episodes of Black Mirror. Right. We watched, uh, we actually watched five because last time we recorded, um, oh, this is a little retcon. Little retcon. We we didn't add any of the season five episodes because it it wasn't out yet. We didn't know it was going to be good. But then season five dropped, and before we watched any of the episodes, Jimmy and I were like, you know what? 
F this, man. <laughs> let's let's have Dan watch the Miley episode as well. Which I was very excited about. Se- season five, episode three, because... I am a smiler. Yeah, so we wanted to just throw in an extra episode. Dan's a smiler. He likes Miley Cyrus. We were like, this is definitely going to help us out. So Jimmy and I hadn't watched it either. So mm-hmm. when we get there, we'll get there. But um, if you didn't watch that episode and you want to pause now again real quick, sorry we made you wait so long. But... uh do that before we get into this uh so dan let's let's get started yeah you take the lead what's going on what's going on is i watched season one episode three the entire history of you which sort of takes the idea that it's the near future and nearly everyone in our society has had a small implant well a small device implanted behind their ear the grain the mm-hmm. grain which gives them willow grain. Basically total recall of every memory they've made, I'm assuming since they've had that grain. It yes. kind of reminds me how those like YouTube videos where boulders fall in front of your cars and you're like why were they recording that? And you're like, "Oh, it's because in Russia you have to have like a camera in your oh, car." Yeah. Like it's kind of like that. It seems like it would be for insurance purposes or maybe just to win in arguments. Yeah, and uh basically pretty early on it goes into the conceit of this man uh who suspects that his wife is cheating on him he shows up late to a party and sees her having this sort of like private conversation with a man and as as he finds out more about it he finds out that they had a previous relationship and he's afraid that that may not be over and it sort of de-evolves into him obsessing about this and forcing a confrontation between his wife and the other man. Yeah, I love the beginning of this. Like, as soon as they see each other, you can tell that there's conflict. And obviously, there's a lot of, like, character beats where um, he's rewinding and showing him or showing her, like, all the weird faces that yeah, she Yeah, you making. don't look at me the way you a look lot at of, him. Yeah, a lot of nonverbal communication. And that just goes to show, like, the acting in this was great. I really like Dan, them. did you notice that his wife is the 13th Doctor? I did notice Jody that. Jodie Whittaker. Yes. Yeah. And it made me say, oh, I need to watch more Doctor Who again. She is Damn very straight. attractive, and I have a crush on her. Yeah. I know. I can finally admit that I have a crush on the Doctor. She seems really cool. I have a crush on Peter Capaldi, those yeah. big old eyebrows yeah. and biting wit. So um, early on in the episode, there's a moment um, – where he goes through basically an airport security check. I really like this because it shows the technology. Yeah, and yeah. The TSA agent is able to see everything he's done and everyone he's met, and that is very frightening. Yeah, right. And a huge. It, it's kind of like the privacy. Truman Show, right? Like, sort of. Yeah. When he has to like go to the bathroom or he gets into any kind of risque moment, like uh, you know. Yeah, and um, yeah. Another scene that jumped out at me was the scene of him and his wife having sex. And not being in the moment, but instead both cool. of them remembering a previous sexual this encounter. This was yeah, and they're just the most there. depressing thing I've yeah. seen on television. It wasn't, and later on, I mean, like Dan already mentioned the whole the entirety of the episode. Like you realize she was probably replaying Mr. Marrakesh, yep, and not what he was replaying. I don't know. Redoing. Didn't they show that she was in the same oh, yeah, memory that's as him? True. Did they, the, or they, was they it did, just his redo? They both had the um, the POV from each of the characters. They I did think, specifically yeah. show oh, okay. from each. From each side, but which I is think, really but good. He doesn't know that, so I think that I, I could it's have sworn he that, that he thought when he because he eventually got belligerently drunk. Yeah, when he was he eventually went over to um, Mr. Marrakesh's house. I forgot yeah. his name, Jonas. Something uh, like something that. Like that yeah. Her name was weird too because it was like Fion with yeah. two Fs. Yeah, not five Fs like Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I found that to be incredibly creepy and sad. And overall, I thought the episode was emotionally devastating because. You know, we've seen things in fiction of, you know, a suspicious man and things like that. But uh, to have the ability to literally play back and dwell on your own spouse's infidelity. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. And also when he was watching the good memories one last time before he gouged himself. Yeah, that was distressing. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the ending was really powerful, though. And I think the the craziest part about this episode is how little Liam respects Wood. He was putting so <laughs> many glasses on tables. And yeah, it's pretty thought, rough. Uh, the director was great in this episode. There was a lot of shots where uh, color correction and music uh, and even cinematography really conveyed a mood. 
Um, uh, I loved when uh, at the very end where he's gouging the uh, the grain out. And his memories are all like warm uh, colors, where yeah, they're obviously like oranges, those, red. Yeah, so those are all like happier memories. And uh, as soon as he's like back in the present, it just goes to this cold blue. But um, Dan, it's not even about the infidelity. It's that he finds out the baby's probably not his. Like that. Oh yeah, just, true. It's just, he just keeps getting shit on and shit on as he goes down this yeah. rabbit hole. Yeah, it's rough. And I think that this is a good episode to pick for the first episode because, like, Black Mirror is all about technology. Mm-hmm. And I think that this episode really demonstrated well the problems of a possible future technology. Yeah. Or mirrors today's technologies. I mean, even with social media and like people stealing passwords or like looking on spouses. Yeah. The other thing that kept, kept coming up for me is it's very easy to vilify Fee, the wife. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously she did make horrible decisions and mistakes. Yeah. But at the same point, it's the lack of privacy in this society that really rubs salt in the wound because sometimes it is better not to know the full truth. Oh, for sure. But also you could tell, like, I know that. Like, so he was wronged. His wife cheated on him, had an affair. She lied about it. But like, he's also getting drunk. He's also going over to this guy's house and like beating him. Yeah, up but he and... also like he he treats her like shit. And he also cheated on her first, which then let so it was like, who's yeah. to blame? Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Both of them they're, are pretty. They're awful both people. not innocent. I, where did you get that? He cheated on her. Uh, That's why he was yeah. not in the house for three days. Yes. Because she found out about it. He admitted to it, apologized. She kicked him out for three days. And then that's Oh, I didn't catch that. I knew they she, were like on a break, but I didn't catch no, and why. Then she, she like consoled and Jonas. And then they did the hibbity bibbity. Yeah. In the bed with the picture frame above the wall. And that's another thing, too. He mentions like, this is our bed. This is our picture frame. And then when obviously it flashes forward and she's moved out, the picture frame's gone. Mm. Like, you it was just see- really nice well-made episode yeah you also see his uh obsession as well yeah like um like nobody would notice from i don't know obviously he can enhance things but why would he even look to see uh that he can see that picture frame you know uh, so he was replaying it over and over. Well, and I mean, over he know it's his bedroom. It. Like he noticed, I would notice. Yeah, my but bedroom. it was like millimeters big. Like I don't know. Same. You, you, he no. was just a uh, not a great guy. It seemed like no. He um it. It's, easy. He, it's funny because you can kind of sympathize with him in this episode, but you really shouldn't because he's not that good. And that's what makes it a good episode. Yeah. Um. So then I watched season two, episode two, White Bear. This was my selection. I thought that this was a really good episode. Yeah, this was um, I watched this again uh, for this podcast and I didn't remember it the first time. So it was kind of like a whole new thing. So I was like, oh, I forgot about this. Oh, I forgot about this. Dan, walk us through because there there is a big twist in this episode. Yeah, so it sort of opens up with this woman in a in an apartment or a house by herself and she looks confused. She looks like she's been, you know, tortured or some something's been done to her. Um she seems to be looking around the house like she doesn't know where she is or or you know who she is and she makes her way outside and like everyone is staring at her, following her around with cameras filming her. That whole image of the crowd of people filming with their cell phones was a pretty scary critique of the world we live in today. Right. Yep. It really is. Of this whole like voyeuristic culture where everyone has a camera. Reality TV, people yeah. just being in people's mm-hmm. business. But she also, before she leaves the house, she finds a picture of a girl who she thinks is her daughter. Yeah. So she's trying to find her daughter, but she doesn't even know who she is. Yeah. yeah. So she's sort of making her way through this world. And pretty quickly, some guy in a ski mask comes upon her with a shotgun. Hunters. Yeah. And he's basically hunting her and he's chasing her and shooting at her and stuff. Uh, She makes her way to a gas station and comes across two other people who seem to be also like on the run like she is. And um, yeah, basically the guy dies trying to kill the hunter and she's escaping with the woman and sort of is revealed to her over the course of this run through the woods that something has happened in the world where uh, most people have been turned into basically like walking zombies that yeah. just follow you around and By film you. By screens or some kind of frequency yeah, something that's went through doing the TV. something to their brains. And then the other people are hunters and their job is to scare you and terrify you and hunt you down. Um, and then... There's sort of a twist revealed. 
She finds a shotgun. She pulls the trigger, and confetti comes out. Yeah. The curtains open, and there's an audience standing in front of her. What's going on, you ask? (laughs) Dan, what's going on, I'm asking? What's going on is that apparently she was convicted of an accessory to a kidnapping and murder. Her and her boyfriend kidnapped this young girl, and she filmed as he murdered her and basically burned her body, I believe they said. And so he killed himself in jail, and when she was sentenced, the judge decided that the only uh, punishment befitting her crime would be for her to be hunted down and terrified and filmed the whole time and forced to relive it over and over again. So all those people that she encountered, the hunters, the viewers, and everything were all part of this ruse. And well, the hunters and, and the, the girl and guy she finds, they're, they're actors. actors. It's right. a theme park. Yeah. And the people yeah. filming are theme park goers. It's right. like and, Jurassic Park and Truman Show. Yeah, I actually wrote down the Jurassic Park thing. Yeah. So the people there with the cell phones are just excited to be guests and to participate, and it's very sick. And at the end of the encounter, she's basically drugged and brought back to her home or this home, this stage, whatever it is, and her mind is wiped, mm-hmm. and it starts all over again. And and I like how during the credits they're flashing back to just show them reset everything. Yeah. So yeah. everything you've seen throughout the episode, they're putting the picture of the girl back. Anything that like she broke, like the guy who gets shot actually gets up and he like high fives his yeah. know, co-workers. It's all yeah. fake. And yeah, I thought that was really effective storytelling. It was like a good example of show don't tell. I love the little details in this. Like um when they're putting her in the glass cage you can see how dirty the glass cage is yeah. because they do this every day. Because it's been happening for a while. Yeah. And yeah. there's a guy literally selling tomatoes Yo, yeah, to people yeah. to throw at her. I have a question of if you guys, do you sympathize at all uh, with Victoria or the, the guest goers? Well, I think they force you to, vic- to sympathize with Victoria because you don't do actually that. see her crime. Sure, by the end of the episode, you're like, she seems to be guilty. They've done nothing to show any defense for her. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think you're supposed to sympathize with any of them, right? Yeah. So like this person created a heinous crime and a lot of people want either people to suffer in, or be in jail for the rest of their lives or mm-hmm. to have the death penalty. I myself being a liberal snowflake <laughs> uh am against capital punishment if the government yeah. can't decide or doesn't want to decide these certain things, but then they decide whether you can live or die. I don't think that's appropriate. Um, But also I'm not against people being in jail for the rest of their lives. (laughs) If they do something heinous like that. But Um, this punishment is also sadistic too. It is. It's it's cruel and sadistic. And that's why you also can't sympathize with these people who are getting great enjoyment out of it. Like I don't get enjoyment knowing that somebody who like murdered a family is in jail, but Mm -hmm. like they deserve to be. And, like, if I was the family of the person murdered, I would definitely want this kind of white bear punishment. Like, if somebody I knew was murdered, I would want to torture that person every day personally. Well, that's mm-hmm. why the state shouldn't do that, because it crosses right. the line from justice to revenge, because oh, they're sure. gaining satisfaction. No, I, I agree. So you shouldn't sympathize with anybody in this case. Mm, I think by the end, you're correct. But at the beginning... Because they've placed you in her shoes, that she's the audience yeah. surrogate, and you don't know what's going on. Oh just no! Like at her. first, yeah, you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. oh shit, I'm on this girl's side. But then yeah. you find out, and you're like, oh, it's see, it's hard for me to make that transition. I don't go immediately like, she killed that I kid. Can. Oh yeah, no, I I feel the same way. Um, I I think at the end, um, where they're kind of showing everybody like uh in the room where they're kind of talking to the the guests they're like all right so you have to be really careful don't talk or anything it's kind of funny you almost want to kind of sympathize with them but not really because it's an awful thing that they're doing yeah now see i think they wanted to keep it ambiguous if they wanted if they really wanted you to be against her they could have done a flashback to the crime oh yeah yeah we never really see more than like one second her interacting with the child and Mm -hmm. even then it's nothing negative it's just her saying like oh hide in the back seat yeah uh, i agree that i really like that aspect of this episode or a lot of episodes where you kind of like you can't really pick sides yeah all right dan what's next so then we get to season three episode two nosedive episode one 
Oh, I wrote the wrong thing. Season three, episode one, nosedive. Thank you, Jimmy. No problem. So this was the one that I had heard a little bit about through NPR. It was the first mention of Black Mirror I'd ever heard of. A lot mm-hmm. of people like it. Yeah. It, it, they should. I think it's a great episode. Yeah. So this episode is, again, sort of near future technology. The first American Black Mirror episode. Is it? Yes. Yeah. So the first two seasons were just in England, and then Netflix started to uh produce produce it but it's the same uh same creators yeah same writer charles brooker so it's just more americanized um moving forward in these seasons there's there's a mix there's even Mm. in season five there's some like straight up american stuff with anthony mackie i mean the new captain america and then the second episode is like all british but then like topher grace jumps in and and there is a weird mix um but yeah this is the first american one so this one stars Bryce Dallas Howard. It's near future, and it's a world where everybody is on some sort of uh, advanced social media platform with a rating system. It's like an Uber, but for every part of your life. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking Yelp. So she yeah. literally walks through the world rating every interaction that she has with which everyone. leads people to being fake because they yeah. want a high rating and there's, there's certain things you can't you can't rent a car or the car you want if you're not a high enough rating i love how she like kind of presents herself as like so much more fancier than as we actually see as she really is where she's just kind of like bumming it with her brother well that's literally social media yeah, like, yeah. people who look happy on instagram probably aren't yep yeah it's all about the gram yep so plot wise um she wants to move into a new condo, and she finds out that in order to qualify for a discount, she needs to get a higher rating. She's a 4.2, I believe, out of 5. Yeah, and she needs to get up to a 4.5. Yeah, 4.5. So she basically tries to step up her game. She meets with a consultant who's telling her how to raise her rating. Yeah, this, oh, this episode makes me so sad. Yeah. Because this could exist. Yep. And probably does it exist. It does. It's somewhere just exaggerated. Yeah. Yeah. So, or is it? She finds out that a good way to raise her score is to interact with people who have a much higher rating than her. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally, she has a childhood friend who has a higher rating, and she winds up being in through a sort of like a roundabout way she's invited to this woman's wedding yeah i actually wanted to talk about that i love um in the beginning they show a picture or they show the shot of um her teddy bear mr rags yeah um and it's always kind of like something that's like it it almost kind of grounds her back to reality and then she kind of like takes that leap of faith and um well she perverts it yeah and kind of like um uh, she takes the picture of Mr. Rags and posted a picture of it. Right. Him. She takes something that like, should have been personal yeah, and, it, and it private. Felt, it was like a sacrifice and um, it, yeah. it made, makes you sad. That's a good point. And the other woman sort of connects with that memory of Mr. Rags and invites her to be her, not only invites her to the wedding, but invites her to be her maid of honor. Can yep. we just say why now? I mean, yeah. Yeah. So she wants to show conversely that she cares about people lower than her so she invited a 4.2 because yep. it looks better yeah than that she's inviting somebody that's not as well off which I, I don't know if i had that completely figured out but i did suspect ulterior motives yeah. right right so um and then what happens is <clears throat> she gets to the airport and finds out her flight is delayed i believe and it's going to cause her to basically like miss the wedding so she has a little bit of a confrontation with the person who's in charge of the the flight, and who is in the next episode we're going to watch. Actually. Yeah, and then basically oh, through yeah. this heightened interaction, it's not even really an argument. She's gritting her teeth and trying to be polite through the whole thing. Yeah, uh, she's given a few negative ratings, and security is called over, and she is placed on. I forget the term they use, but. Uh, she gets a temporary one point doc yeah. for twenty four hours or so. Well, isn't all her reviews are double? Yes, that's right. All the that, negative that ones too. are doubled. Yeah. So So anyone moving forward gets doubled. Yeah. So basically like her score starts to plummet pretty immediately. Yeah, yeah. And as Jeff mentioned, by the time she gets to the rental car place, She's bumped down even further. Then she it's an electric car. She runs out of a charge. She has such an old car. They don't have the right adapter. She just keeps getting shit on and shit on and shit on. Yeah. Um, 
And then she gets picked up by a truck driver. A truck driver who has a very different outlook on life. Who used to be like a 4.7 or something like now that. Now she's a, like a 1.2. Yeah. 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 And she just doesn't care about that whole rating system. I love yeah, she when... had a traumatic event in her life. Her husband died and then oh, she yeah. stopped caring. Her husband died because he didn't have a high enough rating to get yep. on a list for an organ he needed. So she just spoke her mind and doesn't care about the ratings. Yeah, I love when the truck driver dropped her off too. She doesn't rate him or rate her. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's good. She learned a little lesson. So she winds up at the wedding and there's a big confrontation where she finally is brutally honest and it's a very powerful culmination to the episode she ends up getting arrested yep because she doesn't have a high enough score to not be arrested i guess she yeah. also calls somebody a jackhole and i'm <laughs> gonna start calling people that yeah <laughs> yeah she's all disheveled dirty mascara running down her eyes yeah she gets thrown into jail across from her is a gentleman in a cell who also is in there for probably the same reason yeah so overall, I really like this episode. Um, and what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say that when she's in prison, it's like the first time she she smiles legitimately. Yeah. Like she finds a freedom while yep. being in prison. Yeah. Because she has this interaction with this guy. They're going back and forth. They're yelling at each other, calling each other names. And I like the visual thing you see on the screen is their faces flashing back and forth. Like yeah. a strobe light, and then it just cuts to black. Good editing. It was very, very well made. Yeah, I thought the ending was very cathartic. Um, I thought Bryce Dallas Howard was really good in this episode. Uh, several times you see through negative interactions until, before the airport scene, she just has some you know everyday interactions with people, and you could see her bottling her emotions up. Mm-hmm. And not revealing her anger or her sadness because she doesn't want people to rate her lower, which is pretty pretty rough. Yeah. Um, Directing in this episode is great, too. I, this episode feels the most stylized out of all of them. Yeah. Um, the music as well, the score was really good in this episode as well. I liked that a lot. I like how her ideal life, like the way she, her kitchen looks and everything, everything is super glossy, pastel yep. colors very has like a warm glow to mm. everything good color correction in this episode and yeah it just reminded me like a bad 90s gap commercial <laughs> like yeah. the way everything is just like super like monochromatic yeah. pastel colors and everyone has a smile on their face and stuff mm-hmm. um did you guys know that this was written by michael shore and rashida jones no i didn't oh i didn't know from that. parks and recreation yeah and michael office. shore yeah it was also he played Moe's in the office yeah and you guys haven't watched The Good Place yet, but there are moments in this episode that remind me of The Good Place. Mm. Uh, obviously, without giving away spoilers, it takes place in an idealized version of heaven. Yeah. And uh, yeah, some of the direction and just the tone and the over-sentimentality and the over-happiness feels like The Good Place to me. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a strong episode. I'm glad we watched this one. I actually, th- I did know Rashida Jones was involved in this, mm. but I forgot. Yeah. Next episode we picked because it's a good episode and because I think it it caters towards Dan's likes. Uh, The USS Callister, season five, episode one. Yeah, this was season four, episode one. Season four, episode one, yes. We're we're doing great with this. We're great. I didn't write it down. I just had it in my head. Season four, (laughs) episode one. Well, Um, it's like a video game thing, and season five, episode one also has the same game system. So I loved the four by three aspect ratio. Yes, yes. when it started Star out Trek. in the opening with I his, did write that and down. how schlocky it was. Yep. Even the music like the the music they did, yeah. really the, good production the value. colors, the color saturation, it mirrored original Star Trek. Even the mm-hmm. sound effects were just Yeah. It's it's a very well done parody. And uh Jesse Plemons doing his best William Shatner impression. Yeah. His like weird lilt and manner yeah. of speaking. Um Captain Daly. Yeah, I did not expect the little twist. Uh, that, that it was just a video game? That it's basically, yeah, a video game, and that he's living out his little sick fantasies against his bully yeah, and, coworkers. And, and he goes to work, and he's like, he's just a bully. He's he's bullied by these people, so then he he created a game where he took their DNA, made copies of them, and then in the game traps them, and then he just bullies them as like a form of therapy. And yeah. they're just digital copies, so who cares? Well, and I thought that was a cool idea that 
his shipmates, they're not just modeled on his coworkers. They're his coworkers. Right. They're actual yeah. like clones within the game. But outside of the game, they have no idea. So, right. Yeah. So in his head, he's not hurting physical people by torturing them or whatever. He's just taking out all his anger. But when he's not in his version of this game, Infinity, um, that he works on, where he made this uh, space fleet skins that he just, it's not connected to the internet. So it's just his own little world. He's created. He's a God of his world. Mm. Um, but then we see from, from these characters in the video games point of view. And I thought it was very interesting because it brings up a lot of things I've seen in other th- movies, like um, the sixth day with Arnold Schwarzenegger about clones um, where you create a clone and it has all of these previous memories. And it thinks that it's this, this character it thinks that it's always had this life but it hasn't mm-hmm. and it, it brings up this really philosophical dilemma or just this question that we can't really answer about like what is consciousness what is life what it it's it's so much deeper than it is on the surface even yeah mm-hmm. and it's all it also goes into the whole thing of like um artificial tech artificial exactly. intelligence and singularity and um or even teleportation the theory that like if teleportation is ever becomes a thing and it just makes a copy of your molecules yeah, and reassembles really it, like, be you? are they murdering you yeah. and then just a copy of you exists? Yeah. Like, you will die. You're, you're not really going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting the way they actually um, sort of play this out is that you know that they're clones, but you don't actually see their private life when he's out of the game until a later scene. Right. And then it becomes a little darker because um, it's like twisted knowing that they're self aware. It's one yep. thing if you think that they're clones, but I don't know. I thought maybe they were programmed as well, so they're just like copies that he controls. But when he leaves the game, you find out that they're actually more akin to like slaves. Yeah, they're trapped in this world and they're forced to do his bidding, even though they have, uh, you know, I don't know if you want to get into whether or not they have a soul, but they're self-aware basically. Yeah, they're conscious. And they're grinding their mounds together. Yeah, that no genitalia <laughs> twist was pretty humorous, although unlikely to me that type of person who's going to create that world yeah he's going to want to have intercourse with those uh i mean he was definitely interested in nanette when she seduced him into yeah. the pool yeah but i also like how when he he pauses the game and he leaves you're still stuck with those characters and there's like this huge monster the the arachnajax yeah and like it just stops and like sits down like a puppy just waiting for yeah. his owner at the door and it turns out it was one of their former co-workers yep yep that disobeyed him so yeah it was a um pretty crazy and then basically a scheme is hatched um to sort of like i don't know it's i thought the the plan was a little convoluted as to like they're gonna blackmail the real nanette i think her name was right yeah yeah to um break into his house and get the dna and then while they were in the game they were going to steal the remote thing i don't know it was it was kind of a lot for me but basically what it boiled down to is they were able to take control of the ship for the time being and drive it into a black hole, which mm. they thought would be like their undoing. But if I'm understanding correctly, what it really did was patch them through to the main game. Right. Yes. Where Jesse from Breaking Bad. Yeah. A little cameo. Was, was a gamer. Yeah. I noticed that too. Um, I also like how in this where they're kind of like... Um, they're kind of playing to Jesse Plemons' character, and they're like kind of going along with it. That shot more like a uh, the original series, whereas everything else is shot like Abrams Star Trek. Yeah, I thought that was really cool when they're in the ship. Like, there's lens flares and everything. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, um, and I like that it had a happy ending. You know, me too. It, it felt deserved because we saw how much crap that these characters went through due to this guy, and um he's basically now stranded in the game yep. I mean, separated in from his game, body he murdered one of his co-workers sons in front of him yeah, yeah. um it's so like pretty dark yeah and it's for his own personal pleasure too like nobody else knows about this game it wasn't part of the game he's just doing it to do it yeah so yeah i was i was pretty happy with the ending and this did hit some nostalgia points for me that i really liked but also you know, going into it, I thought the whole episode was going to be like that Star four Trek. by three yeah. Yeah. world. And I was like, that's kind of interesting. But it was way more interesting to see the ramifications of how they could tell that type of story in this modern day age. Like, there's a reason why these people are talking this way. And, you know, all this stuff is like because they're 
forced to live out this weird, you know, fantasy. Mm-hmm. So then we get to the episode that Jeff mentioned earlier, the season five, episode three episode, Rachel, Jack and Ashley Two, starring the queen, Miley Cyrus. The only wrote it because I, I had I was watching it and um, the only note I wrote was absolute fucking diarrhea of an episode. I hated every second of it, and I wish that I didn't what? have us watch this. Really? What I could was not, the There was nothing redeeming about it. It was the worst episode of Black Mirror. Um, it, they, they tried to write an episode for a Miley Cyrus who had a history as Hannah Montana, rather than just like, you know, I'm not a huge Miley Cyrus fan, but she can act. She can do her thing. They should have used her as an actress in a story that didn't have to be this. I just think it was poorly done. Uh, the little robot thing was stupid. I just I didn't like anything about it. Uh, I agree 75 percent of the way. Um, I thought the 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 twist at the ends or I guess towards the middle where they um, they turn the limiter off on Ashley, too. And then uh, turns out that it's basically like the same thing as uh, the last episode we were talking about. Um, where her consciousness is in this robot and she is kind of like, oh, am I a clone? Am I Ashley? Whatever. Yeah. Um, I like that aspect of it where she's just kind of like off the limits, just like balls to the wall. Um, but I agree the first three quarters of this episode, I was bored to tears. It just felt like a weird drama. To and me. It, it was just so cringy because she's this pop star, but she has dreams of being this little punk rock rebel. And at the end, she gets what she wants. And it was just, I don't know, it was so terrible. I, I, I've seen all of season five. I would have definitely picked Striking Vipers over this. Mm-hmm. That was a great episode. Smithereens was really good and really kept you on the edge of your seat. And this was just, it didn't have that Black Mirror feel that mm-hmm. I think would. I agree with you on that. I mean, in my notes, I wrote down that it's um, definitely a more lighthearted episode than the ones we watched. But I still enjoyed it. I thought Miley Cyrus's performance was pretty strong. The scene where she like wakes up out of the coma was was pretty good. Mm. I felt for her in the beginning episodes that she had this manager and this team that was like drugging her to basically avoid some real issues that she had. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess <laughs> it doesn't sound like you want to get too deep into it. No, but we can, we can. I just, I oh, yeah, absolutely I'm fine with talking it. about it. Yeah. I just wasn't a huge. Fan I of thought. This one. It was interesting. The single that, that Ashley O had was a version of Head Like a Hole by Nine Inch Nails. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. No, I didn't Mm-mm. know that. Yeah, I forget what they call it in the show, but they changed the words to be all positive, but it's Head Like a Hole by Nine Inch Nails. Hmm. And then at the end of the episode, when she's being the more true version of herself, which is very punk rock, as yeah. Jeff noted, uh, she's playing the real version of Head mm. Like a Hole. And like the, uh, I forgot their names because I didn't write them down, but the the sister with the, the dark hair who was playing bass. Jack. Jack. Yeah, she's like in a band with her now. Yeah. yeah. yeah they're getting a band together. It was a little cheesy, but. It was very cheesy. I don't know, man. I didn't like this episode at all. I Definitely liked, the weakest episode of Black Mirror I've seen. I liked the design of the robot. That felt like something that would really be marketed for yeah. fans of a pop like an star. dog. Remember those? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. But with yeah. the weird wig thing. And yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I liked when they moved the, rem- the removed the limiter and uh, she started talking like a real person. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was funny. I I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was uh, lighthearted if Black and Mirror funny. Was ten episodes? I'd be like, oh, one stinker. But it's thirty percent of a season. I do have to say, I was a little mm. disappointed that she played like a pop star struggling with that's identity. What I'm yeah, because because that that's her career. But like, it wasn't done clever. It it's wasn't... like they wanted to write a Miley Cyrus episode. So they yeah, wrote they a Miley did. Cyrus episode. Well, I had heard that she was going to be in an episode of Black Mirror a long time ago when she was a guest on the Howard Stern show. She yes. mentioned that she was filming it, so I was like excited. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen Black Mirror, but I was like, oh, I know what that kind of is, and it'd be cool to see her. And it didn't really feel like an episode of black mirror no yeah because now you've seen four episodes and you know what the show is about yeah um even a bad black mirror episode is still good mm. like this one i don't think is like if i ever do like a series a series rewatch on like episode season 10 or whatever um i'll just skip this one i never want to see it again <laughs> i really hated it you're so angry so dan do you have any overall thoughts about the series you know, I don't have a lot of overall thoughts because it's basically what I predicted it to be. It mm. feels like an updated version of the Twilight Zone that focuses on 
technology. Basically, yeah. Humanity's reliance and uh, sort of the negative aspects of technology on our lives. Um, I I guess I was impressed by the production values. Mm. I mean, that's something you don't see with the original Twilight Zone. Right. Yeah. For that day and age, I'm sure they were on par or fine, but yeah. it was nice to see like high quality special effects and i love how integrated that stuff is like into sets and stuff too like it feels natural yeah and i also thought they did a really good job um like i mentioned earlier with show don't tell so they never like say like this is a grain it gives you total memory recall they just drop you into that world yeah, and, and, and they talk about that yeah. girl gouge getting gouged of yeah. furs and that's what plants the idea in his head at yep. the end to gouge himself yep. yeah there's a lot of foreshadowing it's done really well nosedive they never tell you the name of the platform that they're on that yeah. they're raiding each other or anything it's just it's just shown to you and you grasp it yep so yeah that i mean it was strong but it was expected mm. so dan i believe jeff and i have a little question and uh I don't know if it's going to be much of a surprise. <laughs> Will you go to the prom with me? No. Oh, Aww. darn. And did we talk you into Black Mirror? Did you talk me into Black Mirror? Did we talk you into Black, Black Mirror? Mirror? Yes, of course you did. Damn straight. I mean, it's a good show. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's, it's right great. up my alley. I can tell sure. from your reactions that this is going to be a yes. It was an easy yes. We yeah. catered our list towards you. And there's not even a lot of uh, episodes left no, to watch. No, now you only have to watch like 16, 17 episodes and John Hamm's in one of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like it's good. That's one of my favorites too. Yeah, so I'm going to watch some more Black Mirror. I liked it a lot. Uh it's funny that I think I was more positive on it than you because I actually liked the Miley episode. Overall, yeah. Um, watch Bandersnatch with somebody. It's it's mm. fun to watch it with somebody else. Where you we should do decisions. that together. Yeah. yeah, let's let's do that sometime. Romantic. Oh, yeah. So you will go to prom with me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to watch more Black Mirror. Great. And next week, guys, what are we going to talk each other into? We're doing something a little different what? next week. It's You're throwing get a, little a wrench kooky. in the works? You're I'm, clogging up the cogs? I am. Oh, boy. Jimmy, what are we talking about next week? So next week, we are doing a kind of redo of uh, all the Talk Me Into episodes. We're kind of like... It's a catch-up. Yeah, we're kind of doing a deep dive into everything that we've talked ourselves into, or yes, talked ourselves into, but <laughs> talking each other into so as well. So wait, you mean to tell me that for episode 20 of Talk Me Into... We're talking about Talk Me Into. We are. We are catching up on everything we've talked each other into, everything we talked ourselves into, and letting you know where we stand with that stuff now. Are we still watching it? Are we still Hmm. reading it? Are we still doing the things? Yeah. Wow. You don't have to prepare at all, audience, so give it a listen. It'll be fun. Yeah, you can listen to the whole episode without pausing. It's like, you know, everyone's favorite clip shows. You know how everyone loves those? Yeah, the Simpsons ones are great. And then, you know, that's episode 20. But I want to start building a little excitement about something. Oh, what's that? You know, we've got some great episodes coming up. We do. We've got episode 21, episode 22, 23. You know, we're not going to tell you what all those are. We even have episode 24. Yeah. But then we have episode 25. Wow. And episode 25 is going to be a very special episode. Is it? Hmm. Why is that, Dan? Well, I'm not going to get too specific, but in episode 25 of this very podcast. That drops on July 30th? Yes. 2019? We're going to be doing something we've never done in the history of the podcast. Talk each other out of things. No. Oh. What if I was to tell you that someone very special was going to be coming on this very podcast? Can we guess? Episode 25. Not yet. (laughs) Okay. But somebody's going to be coming here and they're going to talk us all into something. Oh. Can we guess now? No. Okay. Could, uh, Maybe the next episode. So it's not Sarah Huckabee Sanders. No. So okay. I would encourage everyone to subscribe to this podcast because you are going to want to know every last detail of this mystery. And episode 25 will be revealed to you in a matter of time. Dan, where can they find you on the internet? They being the people listening. The royal they. The royal they. Uh, you could find me on Twitter on the name Danny underscore Breakdown, and you could read my film reviews on letterbox.com under the name Danny Breakdown. Jimmy, how about you? 
They can find me at son of a Fitch, S-O-N-N-E-V-A-F-I-T-C-H. It's like son of a bitch, but with my Ooh, last name. Spicy. Uh, that's on Twitter and Instagram, where I'll be tweeting and Instagramming. Jeff, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me on Instagram at large hard on Collider, where I recently found out there are a lot of Russian bots or just Russian people following me. <laughs> I was like, wow, there's a lot of views on these Talk Me Into stories that I'm posting. And as I scroll down, there's some alphabet characters I'm unfamiliar with. So you're telling me that you're not friends with Sergei Nemanjetov? Never heard of him. Okay. Mm. Putin he never heard you. of him. Yeah. And as far as this show, you can find us on Twitter at Talk Me Into. We have a Facebook page that, you know, if you're on Facebook with your grandpappies, you can check us out there. You can email us at talkmeinto at gmail.com. If you feel so inclined. If you feel so inclined. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on all your favorite podcast apps. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? It's Talk Me Into. Separated by fools who don't know what love is yet okay let's let's not do anymore if we ever do a patreon can we do a release things can we release a seven inch of (laughs) dance singing singing. by the way the animorphs notebook you suggested that as like a patreon item and then like the next day i'm a patreon for storm of spoilers and one of the things they sent out was dave gonzalez's lost notebook oh Oh, god because they're doing lost now that's pretty good. That's funny. A podcast for Brian's. Thanks, Brian's. We should have the three of them all in one episode. <laughs> Just them would be the three Brian's. One of us. One of us. <laughs>